1: On the AM 740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.
2: And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor here. In addition, the dirt, you can't find the dirt. There's so <laughs> much true. snow out there. you Good luck finding the dirt. That's
3: okay. Well, Just get out there and shovel some snow.
2: Well, I'll tell you, there's no shortage of that. I know. Gosh. It's great. Uh, it's good for the garden. It is. And uh, most of the major routes, of course, taken care of, But boy, the back streets. Good luck. Yeah. If you haven't got a shovel handy, uh, and by the way, a word to the wise, don't shovel if you don't have to. Find a kid in the neighborhood you mm-hmm. know, to, to do it for you because there's, I guess, some lady uh, not Collapse. real, collapsed and, and died of heart attack shoveling snow. Not worth it. No. Not worth or it. Or get a snowblower. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you, you know. If you've got yeah. a
3: spot, you can keep I mean, Frankly, we've had a snowblower for five years and maybe used it twice, but it's been used ten times in the last 24 hours. Yeah, well, there you it's, go. Uh, it was, yeah. that snow was coming down thick and fast yesterday.
2: So, uh, in any case, uh, we're here, we're safe. Yep. We're in the we're nice dry studio. Dan, our producer on the other side of the glass there, is all set to rock and roll. And, uh, yeah, this is the garden show, not the weather show, That's... so we better get going here. <laughs> Charlie Dobbin, the Master Gardener, all set to answer your questions. And here are the phone numbers. 416-360-0740. And then if you're anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And our mantra, of course, call early, call often, one question per call. And well, we said. do we do keep track of those things. Well, because you're patrolman well, proctor. Patrolman proctor, yes, I got my ticket book here and everything.
3: <laughs> Did you bring your bell? No, I have to get Jeez. the bell. All right, oh, well, you, well yeah. maybe you can get that later, because for now, it's all about announcements, right. right? So here's a couple of upcoming events. There's quite a lot going on here. Starting with tomorrow, mm. I will be speaking early in the morning at the first ever Drumbo Agricultural Society all-day gardening seminar. Wow, Pretty neat, eh? So at 9.30 a.m., I'll be telling all kinds of secrets in a presentation entitled Behind the Scenes at Canada Blooms. It's going to be a fun, jam-packed day with a catered lunch and more speakers in the afternoon. I understand the tickets are almost sold out, so if you want more information, call 519 463 55 2-9
2: Drumbo That's It was toward Brantford London, Ontario Actually, yeah, yeah, down like it's down. There.
3: Actually It's, it's uh, south of Kitchener, waterloo And north of Brantford As right, I recall yeah. I think I'm going to just Put it in my GPS And find <laughs> it tomorrow <laughs> Good luck. (laughs) Thanks for coming. I'll be on stage at 9.30 a.m. All right. So also coming up as well, the Agent Court Garden Club monthly meeting is this Monday, February the 11th at 8 p.m. Speaker is Kathy Cosma, and her topic is the importance of being. Remember I mentioned this last Mm -hmm. week. They meet at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue in Agent Court. Well, I tell you that Kathy Cosma is nonstop. stop The next day, Tuesday, February 12th, she will be speaking at 7.30 for the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society at their general meeting. The presentation is Bees in Your Backyard and that busy as a bee, sorry about that, Mm -hmm. Kathy Cosma will be on site, on hand, to give that presentation. And she is speaking on behalf of the Toronto Beekeepers Cooperative. Guests are welcome. Refreshments are included. Meeting takes place at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road at Markham Road. Uh, And the same day, Tuesday, February the 12th, Lakefield Horticultural Society is hosting Drew Monkman on bird watching and current migration trends. <clears throat> I guess he's a long-time bird guy, naturalist, and has been tracking and watching the changing mm-hmm. uh, patterns of bird movement and bird species, so he's going to be speaking on that, too. So any keen... Bird person, get on out there to the Lakefield Hort Society on Tuesday at 7.30. Meetings are held at the Marshland Center. For more information, www.lakefieldhort.org. One more. Actually, two more if I have time. Uh, February 16th. Your show. Thank you. Good point. <laughs> February, keep that in mind. Make that your mantra. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. February 16th and 17th, which is next weekend, Saturday, Sunday, the Orchid Show. And remember, we had a caller last week talking about this. It's a tropical oasis in the middle of a bleak Canadian winter. It'll be filled with bizarre, beautiful, artistic displays of thousands of orchids. You will be treated to the scent and sights of rainforest secrets. The fantastic flowers will enchant you. Experts will share not only the results of their culture, but also their secrets on how to achieve this wondrous display of flowers. There will be an extensive sales area, which allows you to bring some of that beauty home. So that's the Southern Ontario Orchid Society Orchid Show, February 16th, 17th at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, 777 Lawrence Avenue East at Leslie. Um, Now keep in mind, 11 to 5, both days, handheld cameras only. I guess, I guess it can be an issue. Too many people, too many cameras. If you require a tripod, you can go in early Sunday morning between 9 and 11.
2: There you go. And a lot of people must show up with the, you know, the, the tripods and get all those shots. Video cameras. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Lights, camera, yeah. action. Yeah, just there's no room for that.
2: Well, we're looking forward to the next little bit of time here uh, because the bizarre, beautiful Master Gardener that she is, Charlie Dobbin, will be back to answer your questions. I shall run and get my first time... Uh, caller. caller bell, and uh, hopefully, you, you'll make that known if you are a first time caller. And you'll get the little ring, and you'll become uh, a little angel. Of you'll, you'll, the get wings, anyway. yeah, you'll get your
4: wings, anyway you'll
2: get your wings back in just a moment.
4: Love is all you need, love is a many splendid thing. Love is the word. When you say love, you make it so much stronger, and when you add music, it can become a classic. I'm Gene Stevens, and this Sunday, I'll feature the 20 biggest songs of the vintage era with the word love in the title.
5: Love is a
4: man he's to From the 1920s through the 60s, From Bing Crosby and Benny Goodman through Elvis and the Beatles, love is the word we're celebrating on the Valentine's edition of Vintage Favorites. This Sunday at 2 from Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And
3: he's just back. Wow.
2: <laughs> Whew, that was a run down the hall, I'm telling you. And here is the bell. There we go. Not too loud.
3: All right. So. First caller is Locke, calling from, I think it's Gauganda. Good,
6: oh. good morning. Good morning, morning, my dear. Usual are plaudits. You've got a very, very good show, very informative, and I really love listening to it. Thank first you. First time caller, did I say oh, that oh, already? Oh, first time caller. Yep. There we that are. I forget what I said. In any event. <laughs> Don't fly away. <laughs> In any event, in our, my cold room, I had a small pot that would be, oh, four inches, five inches high, uh, plastic, and about five uh, inches across. And I had a rock garden plant in it, small little plant. I, for whatever reason, I like to fiddle. And I decided to take it out of the pot to see what's going on. And in the bottom of the pot was about an inch, and it looked like gelatin, clear gelatin. Uh-huh. Any ideas?
3: You know what I think that is? that it, it, Had you planted that little plant into that pot? Yes. And had you used a potting soil?
6: I may have. Many I, pot- I never give it any thought that way. Yes, I uh, may have used potting soil. Which is
3: fine. Don't get me wrong, obviously that makes total sense, because when right. we plant a plant in a pot, we should use potting soil. But right. many potting soils have an amendment in them, which is commonly referred to as crystal gel. And oh. it, it's the stuff that helps with moisture retention,
6: and oh, I bet oh. you that's what it was. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was, I had horrible visions of um, <laughs> creatures some from Mars, futuristic thing where yeah. these uh, hatch into giant frogs. That's right,
3: the <laughs> blobs from outer space. I, if it was clear, if it was like truly clear yeah, and yeah, looked totally just clear, just yeah, like gelatin. Ju- yep, that's what
2: I think it probably was.
6: Well, the town of Galganta be so pleased to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> now, where is Galganta? Galganta, sir, is. Uh, 108 clicks west of New Liskert. Wow. Oh, wow. You're up there. How
3: much snow did you get yesterday?
6: Uh, very little because I'm in Toronto. I'm cheating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I am from up there. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but I've been speaking to them. there. They have very, very little snow this winter so yeah. far, but a lot of high winds.
3: And cold.
6: Oh, and, uh, well, like minus 28, minus yeah. 30. Yeah. Uh, time to put underwear on up there, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah.
3: If you want to double check that I'm right about that jelly blob, right. put it in just like a plastic bowl or, you know, Tupperware container. Right. Sit it on somewhere out in the... On the counter, the kitchen counter, whatever, and it should shrink and shrink and shrink and disappear till it's just a little bit ah. of. Um, uh, ah. It'll look like sand. Yeah,
6: right. right and then right, 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 if right.
3: it does that, then add a cup of water and it'll all blow up again.
6: That's amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's good, what then. it is. Um, uh, thank you so much for your <laughs> your information and um, again, Plaudis and uh, whatever on your show. I really appreciate it. Thank,
2: thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Nice right, hearing right from right, you. Bye bye. New Liskard? How about that? that's way up there. That's way up there. Hey, got that's that
3: one. Uh, that's a good hour, two hours north of North Bay. That's a yeah. that's a long way. It's five hundred yeah. kilometers anyway.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, well, we I think we uh, our signal without the use of internet, of course, is about an inch shy of Thunder Bay.
3: Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah So yeah, oh so So, obviously, you're saying, so God, I should have asked him that. Yeah. You think, here's um, this show in Galgana? Golly,
2: I don't know. May, well, maybe. Uh, could be. We've we reached a heck of a long way. We
3: sure do. Yep. For, and it's a good thing.
2: A.M. 740. Because we have a lot to say.
7: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you better get saying it. Bernice <laughs> on the line from Scarborough. Hi. Good morning, Bernice.
7: Good Morning. Morning good morning Frank and and Charlie enjoy listening to your show every Saturday thank well thank you I received at Christmas an amaryllis plant I' have not had any luck it keeps growing and growing and growing and nothing but leaves
3: oh my goodness but that's odd. Done
7: something wrong in planting it
3: not likely uh, you received it just the bulb out for Christmas that's right and was it already potted up or did you plant it
8: no I potted it
3: okay and did it come with like a, some soil and a, and a pot yes. And you followed the instructions. You planted it up, up fairly high, so the top half of the bulb was sticking up out of the ground. That's right. And, of course, it was pointy and up. Yes. Good. And from, you watered it once, and a bunch of leaves started to grow and no flowers.
7: That's right. Now, they huh. must be 18 inches high. Yeah. At least yeah. five or six leaves, but no flower. <laughs>
3: To, normally, when we first get an amaryllis, it has been grown and is totally ready to go with a flower, just peeking, almost, you know, sometimes even peeking up at the top there, just ready to pop, because it is typically the flower that will emerge first, and then the leaves after. Um, hard to say. It could just be that this was a bit of a bum bulb. You know, that happens yeah. sometimes. Um, it could be that, you know, it just wasn't properly grown and treated, you know, in such a way, and then sold. And purchased by whoever gave it to you to be ready to go. I would give it a chance though. Keep keep it in a sunny spot. Only water when it's dry. Let those leaves keep happening. It should, ha- you know, be full of energy and it should have a flower bud in there. It just needs the right conditions. So you've got it in a sunny spot. Oh yes. Okay, and be careful to not overwater. Mm-hmm. Don't fertilize.
7: No. And
3: uh, turn it every, you know, couple days, 180 degrees in the window. Yeah. And give it, give it a chance. Let us know. Call it. Call back in a month or so. Let us know if it's flowered yet. I think it will.
4: All right.
7: Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks and for the I call. A First time caller. Oh, oh. you're a first time caller. Well. Yeah.
2: Terrific! Welcome aboard.
7: Thank you.
2: You have landed.
7: Right.
2: Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. You, nice. you should get a
3: job in, like, what? VIA Rail or yes. somebody or <laughs> Air Canada. <laughs> you're, like, so friendly. It's amazing. You amazing. have landed. You have a rock.
2: <laughs> what a life I lead. I get I, excited about the silliest little uh, things. but, yeah, I, but it's I, I, I mean, That's cool. That's real cool. Uh, 9.20 our time here, and uh, you're with Charlie Dobbin and, of course, the Garden Show from AM 740, and uh, I'll repeat the phone numbers for those of you maybe uh, first-time Listeners, 416 360 that's for the Toronto area, than anywhere else in the province, including New Lister, 1-866-740-4740. And we'll return in just a moment, but we do have another little thing to get through here, and that's, that's my right. morning exercises. Well,
3: I thought I would just yeah. mention, I mean, it's a good thing that you've been doing your exercises, and you are in such good shape. Well, there you are. I'm going to start, okay, up, you down, had to, up, down, that's my first island. shovel eyelid. your way out of your side street this morning.
2: Well, I, I shovel a lot of things. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I was going
3: to say, you're very good at that. All right, this is all connecting to both Frank and I taking a very completely natural mineral supplement called SierraCell, which keeps. Us pain free and active, and that's important to us, as I'm sure it's very important to many of you. More information, give them a call 1 877 joint 14. Check the website sierrasill.ca, or you can pick up Sierra Sill at many of your local health food stores. Uh, Ambrosia Natural Foods comes to mind in both Thornhill and Newmarket.
2: And thank you for a little email uh, to me that you yes. sent last night, saying <laughs> you hope I make it to the station safely, and it would be maybe a good idea for flexibility and so forth to wear my speedo, which I thought was a <laughs> and rather I'm cute little thought. Yes. Cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Back in just a moment
1: fur and feathers and bugs of all size there's more going on in the garden than we do realize and should little creatures become a big problem well then you've got the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio am 740
2: Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, welcoming you aboard the, on this uh, Saturday edition. Uh, well, we're always on Saturday, but this yeah, is what? Yeah, this the is ninth? a
3: special Saturday edition.
2: 9th of February. <laughs> All righty. Tracy on the line from Peterborough. And good I morning, think Tracy's going
3: to be a first-time
2: caller, oh, I think. really? Yeah. Good morning, well.
3: Tracy.
8: morning. How are you today?
2: Great. Good. Are you indeed a first-time caller?
8: Well, no, but when I was a first-time caller, I didn't tell you, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've called you many times. I used to call you, and my dog used to call, we used to call you from on the way to Kingston. Oh, for gosh ago. sakes.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, great. Well, welcome Anyways, back. Sorry? Welcome back.
8: Thank you. Uh, what I'm calling for is I have, the one time in my life when I would like to be all green thumbs, I have no green thumbs, believe me, um, and I have some plants that my, I'm down to one plant, uh, that my mother was a green. Um, botanist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, I've succeeded in killing most of her plants. <laughs> I have one violet left that I'm desperately trying to hang on to, but it's reached the point that I have to, tr- to mm-hmm. transplant it, and uh, somebody said to me that I- I'd be better off if I split it, yep. and that <laughs> I
5: have no idea.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> so this is a big old African violet. Yes. Yes. And when you look at the plant in the pot... Do, African violets grow in the shape of what we would call a rosette so that, you know, there's a central growing point and little leaves coming out from that point. Right. If you look down onto the plant, how many rosettes do you count?
8: I'm not with the plant, but there are, there are quite a few to be quite honest. Right.
3: So that's why somebody recommended that you should divide. And what it is is each of those little rosettes, if you will, is a plant. Oh. And each of them can become a separate plant in its own separate pot. The trick is organize yourself in advance. Buy African violet potting soil. Okay. So right away you're going to be you know a step ahead by giving the right soil to this plant. It will grow in just a regular potting soil, but if you you know might as well do it right and get the potting soil that is designed for African violets. Make sure you've got some nice little four-inch pots ready to go, nice and clean. Plastic. They could be plastic or clay, but usually it's just plastics fine. Uh, Four-inch will be the ideal size for the little ones you're going to be taking off. You may. What size? What size pot is it in now? Do you know?
8: It's. Oh, I guess that it's probably about six inches around.
3: Okay. So, I mean, you can always reuse that pot and put the biggest one back into that six-inch pot and put all the rest of the the little baby ones into the four-inch pots. So just make sure you've got the pots, you've got the soil. Soil is moist and ready to go. Lay some newspaper out on the table. Dump the plant out onto the newspaper and look at it. Have a sharp knife handy. What you're going to do is you're actually going to sever the plants apart so that you'll Don't have... fry, will it? No, it'll be fine, actually. It'll it'll actually find it's quite rejuvenating, and I wouldn't necessarily do... I mean, you could do it now, but certainly in the next couple of weeks. Any time in the next... Sort of starting now in the next month is the ideal time to do this. Okay. So you're going to sever with your nice sharp knife each of these plants apart as long as you've got some stem, that little rosette and yeah. stem, and some root attached all in that one little piece you sever off, and you plant that back into its nice fresh soil, fresh pot, Making sure that you're not planting any deeper than, you know, make sure the roots are underground, uh, but you're not going to go way down uh, and sort of bury any leaves. You've got to keep those leaves above ground. Okay. Uh, f- gently firm the soil, one watering, and put it all-, all these little plants on a tray in an east window or north window and let them be for a little while. Just let them settle down and get some roots growing and they'll be fine. Oh,
2: perfect. Yeah. I, I just have in my mind a great picture of you <laughs> getting on your scrubs <laughs> and, you know, and the rubber gloves and then the mask and everything. The lights over top. <laughs> the scalpel top. all set to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah oh, that would work.
8: Be a, it'll be a very traumatic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, let us know how it turns out, okay? we will do. <laughs> That's great.
3: Good luck with that, but it's, it's not that hard. Just have everything ready to go and you'll feel more comfortable.
2: Okay. okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, have Tracy. Thanks, Tracy. Have a great day. 927 here at AM 740. Zoomer Radio, and The Garden Show on the air with Charlie Dobbin. Let's see, from Sutton, Ontario, Gary on the line. Good morning, Gary.
4: Good morning. How are you?
2: Good, thanks. Good. Good
4: morning. Good morning, Charlie. Um, last year, I got a lemon tree, mm-hmm. which had green fruit on it, mm-hmm. and it tastes like limes to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking it may not quite be a lemon tree.
3: That's possible.
4: Okay. Uh, is there such a thing as a limon?
3: Yeah, I think there is actually. Well, you know, in Spanish they call a lime a limón, so okay. um, it could be that. It could. I mean, if it was grown, is it something you bought in the early spring or late spring? Kind of an outdoor plant, but it was small, tropical.
4: Actually, I, I bought it um, from the nursery, and it had fruit on it when I got it. Okay. Um, anyway, and a ta- about that. but
3: a lot of times they come out of Florida or come out of the states, so of course you're gonna have two languages on your tag: English yeah, and Spanish.
4: Yeah, 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 but it didn't turn yellow.
3: <laughs> um, and it, like you said, it anyway. tasted like a lime. It's yeah. they're they're so yeah. closely related that you can never tell the difference by the leaves. I, yeah, it could have been mistagged, no question.
4: Okay, anyway, I brought it in <clears throat> uh, sometime in November, <clears throat> um, and put it on the front porch, mm-hmm. uh, which is enclosed, but not especially heated, Mm -hmm. and sort of forgot about it Mm. for at least two months. (laughs) I thought, oh, geez, maybe I should water that thing. But the leaves are all still green and da-da-da-da-da. Really? Well. So I I gave it you know 10 ounces of water the other day. mm -hmm. Um, What should I do with it? Just leave it out there?
3: How big is the pot that it's in? Big. Oh, okay.
4: um, In circumference um, or across, it's probably at least a foot across.
3: Okay. And did you put it in that pot, or that's when it came in?
4: No, I put it in
3: that pot. Okay, so you, you potted it up last yep, summer yep. or whatever. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's great that it's still, you know, sometimes plants in a really cold or adverse condition, you know, tropical plants, they'll just drop their leaves and it wouldn't necessarily mean they're dead. It would just mean that they're not quite happy. Yeah. So obviously enough sun is coming through and the nights <clears throat> haven't been so cold for this plant to, uh, to be unhappy in that location. What do you think it's dropping down to as the coldest on this porch? Oh.
4: Like it must I'm be sure it'd be under 40. Well,
3: that's good as long as it's above zero. Oh like, yeah. you want it to optimally not really be less than five degrees Celsius, which would probably be about 40. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. And now, um, however, I would uh, you only give it 10 ounces of water, and it's been two months. I'd be inclined to give it more water. The okay. days are getting longer, and uh, it's gonna like that. I imagine some sun is getting into this porch, so
4: it get a lot of sun there because no, I, face east and. Okay. You know, and it's not long before the sun's gone over,
3: right? So it's just getting that morning sun. I mean, that would, to my mind, that would be your only thing is you don't want to have it suffer from lack of water. Take a look at the tips. Yeah. Look and see if there's any evidence of new growth coming, like little green. Tips, you know, little buds yeah, on the tips—that yeah, yeah. will be, a, you know, a good indication that it's, you know, it's happy, it's perking along. Underwatered and in full sun, that plant will flower like crazy, and that's where you get lots more limes or limons, as Say the case may again? be. Lots of sun and and like you're doing, stressing it for lack of water, yeah. will provide a lot of flowering. Oh, really? Which will then provide a lot of fruit.
4: I was wondering, should I bring it in and stick it around by my patio door that faces south?
3: Um, you could.
4: It would get a lot of sun like that. I
3: would like the sun. And you'll get a lot more flowers if you can bring it into a sunnier location. Okay. But you're going to have to water it more if you bring it into yeah. the house and the higher temperatures. So give it, if you do bring it inside like that, into that southern warm spot, give it a thorough watering so that the water is goes right through into the saucer below, whether okay. it's four, or five, or six cups of water. Just mm. give it a real one good thorough watering and then let it go for you know a couple weeks to a month.
4: Okay. Okay? Thanks very much. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary.
2: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And by the way, for uh, for you out there who don't uh, like to call in, that that's okay. You can always get a hold of Charlie via email. All right, so her email address is this C. That's a capital C. Dot Dobbin D O B B I N at m z media dot com. Or for our friends listening straight m z media dot com. Okay. <laughs> There you go, mm-hmm. um, and we have. A, a Are you wanting so to you... Le- lead
3: into an email that
2: I received this past week? Well, I don't know why I mentioned that, but uh... I, I think
3: you probably mentioned it because this um, email <laughs> is from Barbara in yes. Buffalo. So thank you, Barbara. I, she just goes on and on and on about Frank. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding, but clearly Barbara is a is a you know listener. So hi, Barbara, and I hope you're listening now. And I'm glad that. You find Frank so entertaining. Frankly, I find him quite entertaining myself. You had called about rhododendrons. You wondered, since they're so straggly, whether you could reinvigorate those plants Mm. by cutting them down and forcing them to grow out again. Uh, I doubt it. I sincerely doubt it. If you want to try, it is, like you said, it's old. You didn't plant the rhododendron. It's just there, and it's not doing a lot of favors to your garden or your front garden, your home. Uh, You could try. Typically, no. Rhododendrons are not... They just don't have that much vigor in the eastern seaboard where we live. Mm -hmm. If we lived out in Vancouver, you're right. We could just, you know, give them a haircut with a chainsaw and they'll all grow back. But here, rhodos tend to suffer and struggle along. Um, The soil is not what they want. The weather conditions are not what they want. So um, if it's... If you want to just give it a try and do that sort of cutting it down in the spring is when you would do it. Of course, you'll sacrifice any flowers and give it food at that time. So spring, meaning May or early June. Cut it down. Make sure you leave a little bit of green somewhere on the plant. It's more likely to grow back and get some rhododendron food and follow the instructions and feed at that time. It may come back. It may not. And also you mentioned that it is in the western location. So it's in a hot, sunny location in the afternoon, which, again, is not the the right sort of conditions for rotos. I wouldn't move it. Again, you're just mm-hmm. going to say bye-bye to it if you can try and move it. Think about whether you could plant a plant that could screen it a bit from some of that hot afternoon sun. I guess, depending on where it is in the garden, maybe something a little bit tall. And if not a plant, maybe a statue or just something, a screen, something that'll give that, protect that plant from that extreme hot sun.
2: Wow. Okay. okay,
3: that's that's question one and answer one. There's more to come in the future.
2: Uh-huh. and I think she made mention of that. Don't tell Frank how many questions that she wrote. That was kind of fun. Thanks, Barb. Uh, thank you, Barb, very much. And thanks for the question about my uh, granddaughter Quinn, who. Uh, is is now past phase one of her dance career. Uh, <laughs> she she went through the you know the ballet thing, and now she no no wants to do hip hop now. So ballet. she's into the hip hop stuff. Good. So let me My hop around. Did a lot of hip hop too. Here. Me did you?
3: Yeah, and jazz more. Yeah. You know jazz dancing. Yep.
2: Well, it's more fun for the kids. Too.
3: Well, yeah, ballet is pretty
2: intense. Exactly. I I found well, that when I, was gonna I say. used to do the bar, you know, <laughs> I'd be leaning on it most of the time. And
3: then you grew and out of your tutu and and yeah.
2: Order another one of those, yes. Okay, 9.35 our time. Uh, Ken on the line from Oakville. Good morning, Ken.
9: Hello. Good morning. I've got bugs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, got, uh, I know where they came from. They came in potting soil that I bought. Oh. Um uh, what They Excuse are a little white bug, probably about a sixteenth of an inch long. They're, they're thin as a hair, and they move like a centipede, and if you touch them, they jump.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. You know what those are? Those are larvae, or immature fungus gnats. Fungus gnats. Okay. So, and you're right, they may have come just. um, Potting soil should be completely sterile. It should have been, uh, it should be inert. It should have no life in it at all, no fertilizer typically. It's just mostly a lot of uh, peat moss with a little bit of vermiculite and this and that mixed in. So if you see life in potting soil after you water it the first time, then you know that that's what it is. They're called fungus gnats. They do eat the fungus in the soil, which naturally occurs when there's moisture in the soil. When the the little white, quick-moving and jumping things that are in the soil—stop laughing. You're still laughing about, I've got bugs. Yeah, I know. Just build me. (laughs) When, When they grow up and turn into adults, they will fly around and look like fruit flies. You'll think that you've got fruit flies, but you'll have the gnats flying around, looking for a place to lay more eggs.
9: Well, my, my all the the leaves on my jades and such are falling off. My my plants are starting to wilt.
3: Hmm. Okay, well, and I
9: own them. Yeah, it's 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 my prized plant, and it's dying off. Okay, so uh, well, I'm assuming it's eating them.
3: Well, okay, so let's go back. Have you seen anything flying at all, or just no. little moving sixteenth of an inch white in the soil?
9: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, <laughs> they move like a centipede. They just really mm-hmm. go, you know.
3: Well, and, you know, sometimes we, you know, I've had centipedes in soil, but they, most of those little, the, the, those kind of millipedes and centipedes, they are scavengers. They don't actually eat vegetation. They eat dead things. So they'll clean up, you know, stuff that's in the soil that, you know, old carcasses of other things. They don't typically eat plants. Tell me about your watering practices. Have they changed at all in the last no. two months?
9: No, no, I let them dry out and then I. They're all jades, so I yeah. just let them dry out and I water them again.
3: Huh. So, you had repotted all these jades into this fresh soil this past summer or fall?
9: This past summer, yeah.
3: And all of a sudden, over the last few months, the jades are really deteriorating. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my suggestion. Uh, you know, well, as you know, jades are pretty tough plants, lots of sun, no water, you know, dry earth in between watering, and they do pretty well. So my suggestion would be to repot them again with another fresh soil from a different manufacturer, and uh, and do whatever you can to to eliminate that soil from the plants while you're doing the repotting. Normally, we don't try and wash all the roots off on plants because it's just too stressful. But jades are so tough; like they can handle that kind of activity. That's that's what I
9: would be inclined to do. There's, There's no uh, insecticide or something I can pour into the soil.
3: No, you could make up a soapy solution of dish, like it's got to be soap, not detergent. A forty to one water to soap mixture, and you could water the plants with the soapy solution. And of course, that soap will percolate through the soil and will coat the bodies of those insects, and that will annihilate them. But it, you don't. You only do that once. And then, of course, you're probably only watering these jades every couple of weeks. So I would do a clear water in between, and then if you still see life on the third time around, do the soap again.
9: Okay. Somebody told me I should put vinegar on them. Would that work?
3: It'll kill the jades. <laughs> It'll, <work. laughs>
9: It'll really work. It'll yeah. will it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, vinegar is acetic acid, and the jades will not like that at all. It may or may okay. not kill the insects.
9: Now, what about safer insecticidal soap?
3: Right. So that's, you could water, see, you could spray the surface of the soil with the safer soap, because any insect on the surface will will be coated. But of course, they're going to dive down or do their thing, they're going to get away from that soap. So that's where you're going to need to water as well.
9: Okay, we do that and
3: see what happens. Yeah, good luck with that.
9: Thank you very much.
2: Thanks for calling, Ken. Okay. righty. bye bye now. And here you are on a uh, Saturday amongst the snow dro- uh, snowdrops, the <laughs> snowflakes, and there are a couple of flakes well, in the studio here. Come but to they're, think.
3: They're, That's good. You know that you just did a kind of a good Freudian slip there. Snowdrops are a little tiny fl- flowering bulb that often come up through the snow.
2: Well, there you go. I was brilliant without even knowing. That's right, and you know what? It's going to rain on Monday.
3: What? Yeah. I know. I hate that. that all about, so, I, yeah, it's, it's going to take a while to melt all this snow. But that, uh, often, as we get into late February, early March, that's exactly what starts happening. The snow layer gets thinner and thinner. And all that moisture, these little white flowers start popping up.
2: Snowdrops. Well, you know what's going to be happening. Well, certainly, is happening right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. Folks are out there trying to clear off the the snow from their driveways and uh, sidewalks. And the, whoops, and the back is going out mm-hmm. on them. And uh, you know, so what you need is a little help in that regard. Keep your body really limber, and you can do it in a very and easy fashion. That's can't right. You?
3: Uh, a product called Sierra So that mm-hmm. both Frank and I take. You know what? They've got a new thing as well—a spray, a topical spray. A oh, topical, yeah. Yeah, that uh, right away relieves symptoms of achy and stiffness, often connected to things like arthritis and rheumatism. Uh, it can make a huge difference, even muscle strains if you've been out. Mm-hmm. Shoveling and your body's not used to it, spraying some of this where you hurt uh, is supposed to be almost magical how quickly you'll feel relief. So, because Sierrasil is made from a completely natural mineral found in the Sierra Mountains. Uh, There's been a lot of studies done on it. Um, They've done all kinds of blind tests and placebos and uh, clinical trials. And it just comes through with flying colors every time. There's a lot of people finding a lot of relief. Really nice people to deal with, too. Sierrasil, yeah. They've got a great website, sierrasil.ca. Sierrasil.ca. Phone number is one eight seven seven joint 14 There's always people standing by, happy to answer your questions. Ship it out to you if you wish. Or you can buy, often buy at most local health food stores, right uh, from Hooper's Pharmacy to uh, the Big Carrot here in Toronto.
2: S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Well, no shortage of subject uh, matter this morning, my gosh. We've been all around the horn, haven't we? Um, let me see. Uh, Saga, uh, Mrs. Saga. Yes. Mrs. Marie. Saga. Mrs. Saga. <laughs> <laughs> Marie is on the line. Hi, Marie. Good morning.
7: Good morning. 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 Charlie and, and, and Frank. I have, um, and I'm a first-time caller, oh, by the way. Just a second. <laughs> Listen to you all the time.
3: Yeah, that's great.
7: great. Um, I have one of these armorellas uh, plants. Uh-huh. And when it came, we we bought the package deal, mm-hmm. and when we when we planted it and everything, we did exactly what it said, mm-hmm. and all my flowers came up, uh-huh. and uh, oh, they were really what really tall, yeah. and there was about six plant, six flowers on it. Mm-hmm. One day the, the the plant tipped over oh. fell on the floor, mm-hmm. and it uh, broke the plant and the flowers off. Now I've got six leaves, mm-hmm. and they're about two, two, two feet high. Mm-hmm. And is there anything I can do with it, or should I just leave it alone? Okay, so this is a great story, because exactly
3: what happened to you happens to a lot of people. (laughs) You're absolutely right. That big flower stem shoots up, like, literally overnight, and goes two, three feet tall, and suddenly you've got a very top-heavy plant. Because when it's flowering, those are big flowers, and it's sometimes in a little plastic pot underneath. So it's top-heavy. All you need is a you know a little breeze or somebody brushing past and the plant goes down. So yeah. it's always a nice idea to put that if it's in a plastic pot, put it into a heavier over pot like a, a ceramic pot or a terracotta pot, just to give a little weight on the bottom, make it a little more bottom heavy. Okay. So unfortunately, you lost your your flowers. Well, I, earlier. Flowers, but I, I took and cut them off, uh-huh. and I put them in a vase, great. and they,
7: they lasted for about another week.
3: I know. that The research shows that amaryllis last longer as a cut flower than they do on the plant. Oh, so, you know, I you, know that. Yeah, so you maximized your enjoyment of the flower, which is great. And now what's going on, the leaves growing is perfectly normal. The oh, okay. leaves will grow to rejuvenate and fatten that bulb up so that it'll be ready to go and flower next year.
7: Okay, now so do I c- cut it off at all, the leaves, or just nope, leave nope. them alone? No,
3: leave them alone. Let that plant be a plant with green leaves, water as required, uh-huh. give it some fertilizer on occasion, and continue to feed that plant right through until, or feed and water it right through to the end of August. Oh! So it can go outside. Can I
7: plant it outside, or should I leave
3: it in, in a pot? Leave it in a pot, but uh-huh. uh, take it outside for sure in the summer, and let it just grow as a green plant. It's at that point that you will stop watering it at the end of August, uh-huh. and it will just start to shrivel up because you're not watering it anymore. You, of course, you'll bring it in from the rain. You don't want the rain to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And let it just shrivel up. Put it in a dark corner somewhere in your basement or someplace for uh, six to eight weeks. And then bring it out and start watering. And it should be flowering again for next Christmas.
7: Oh, good. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. You're happy New very neighbors. Welcome. <laughs> no yeah, nice. That makes it a lot easier for me. I didn't know what to do with it. Anyways, it's really it's really doing good. It's growing real hard. Nice, well, that's it's great. Really tall. It's up. i got it in the south window. Yeah,
3: it's happy in the sun for sure.
7: Oh yes, perfect. <laughs> okay, thank you very thanks. much. Thanks, thanks for call. joining the show,
2: Marie. Appreciate I enjoy
7: it. it all the time. Every every Saturday, I look forward to it. Oh, terrific! Good, good thank stuff. You. So do we. Okay, thank you. <laughs> have a good day.
2: Thank you, and the same to you. So
3: th- this is just to me a good example of how plants m- improve the quality of life. Yeah. Like couldn't you hear oh, the joy just, uh, in Marie's thrilled. voice? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and doesn't that just connect to the fact that it's a plant with some green leaves and it's growing like stink and it's making her really happy. It's adding oxygen to the to the air. It's it, it plants are amazing. They they're very undervalued.
2: I think you're absolutely right as a matter of fact. Thank and you. I think it's okay to talk to them too. You do. I of course I talk to door frames. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dirt knobs, t- anything. I, I you know?
3: Know. Well, that's because you like to talk and nobody well, really listens. So.
2: <laughs> oh, you found that out, have you? Ah, thank you very much.
3: <laughs> I figured it out, yeah.
2: That's my ex-friend, uh, Charlie <laughs> Dobbin. Okay, Laura from Woodbridge waiting for us to say hi and welcome. Well, hi and welcome.
10: Good <laughs> morning. Good morning, Charlie and company. Thank you. You guys are superb. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, I have also a question by Anna Morella. Mm-hmm. I have a, quite a few, and uh, I'm engaging the process uh, about a couple every month, mm. or a, every couple of weeks, I should say. I had for Christmas, and now I have for Valentine. Oh, nice. And I'm in, in, uh, introducing others, hopefully by Easter or oh, good, yeah. around there. I have Amarella quite uh quite through three or four months. Cool. Now, I have one amorella that it is in this uh, ceramic kind of looking pot. Mm -hmm. And they look like uh, very round and big at the bottom and comes narrow Uh, on the top, uh just big enough for the plant and the leaves to come on top. Well, this year I have this amorella that has two uh, stems of flowers. Mm I wanted to know if it has produced another uh, bulb underneath, or perhaps it comes from the same bulb. Uh, No, two
3: flowers will often, two flower stems will often come from the same bulb if it's a particularly big bulb. Were you? Did you plant that bulb, or were you given the bulb in that pot?
10: I bought the bulb as it came from Walmart. Oh, really? Yes. A few years ago, all right. and this is the first year that I has. It look like you know, uh, right now I have uh, a nice long stem with uh, four flowers on the top and it has uh, three leaves, mm-hmm. and then on the side mm-hmm. is shooting okay. another flower. Right, and so half away, it's, it's uh, probably needs another week for that flower to come up.
3: All right, so it could be that that plant has produced a daughter bulb from the mother. Um, it's a very interesting pot, actually, that you've got. When they were first introduced, it was, gosh, it was at least 10, 12 years ago, under the name Solo. S-O-L-O. And mm-hmm. they came from Holland. And the way the way those work is, and you probably know this, the, the bottom comes out of the pot. That's right. It's, I unscrew the bottom.
10: I have done that, and I have, because it they are growing a lot of roots. I have it removed some of the soil from
3: there. All right. See, what I would probably do is enjoy the flowers. Don't mess around with the plant while it's flowering. No. Uh, I know. Once the flowers are all done, of course, you're going to have lots and lots of leaves. So at some point, it could be, you know, in the next month or so, or it could be, you know, six or eight months from now. At some point, I would open up that pot and I would pull that bulb out. Of course, you pull it out the bottom. And even if there's leaves, they'll just kind of get a bit mushed as you pull them through that narrow neck. Mm -hmm. But then at least you'll be able to see, is there a daughter bulb there? And if so, you can sever. It and what? start a fresh uh, pot?
10: Right now, because there is so much roots, it's mm-hmm. like solid. Oh. Well, okay. so... So, you know, if I put it apart, I will destroy all the roots. Okay. What is going to happen? All right. Should I break the pot?
3: No, no. Try and save the pot. What I would do is, okay, wait, just keep growing that plant right through until the end of August. Mm-hmm. If there's so many roots and it's such a big bulb, it could break the pot just because, they, you know, that'll. It, mm-hmm. if it gets too big, it will break it anyway. But assuming it gets through to the end of August without breaking the pot... At that point, then, of course, you're going to cut your leaves off, you're going to take that bottom off, you're going to get some scissors, you're going to start trimming the roots through that bottom hole. And you're right, you're going to do a lot of trimming away of the roots, and you're going to work out the bulb and get it out, and hopefully not break the pot. You never know, it might break in the process. light well,
10: damage, because even though August to September, the roots are still fresh. Right. Uh, will I damage the barber by cutting a lot of these roots?
3: No, because you're at that point you're wanting the plant to go dormant anyway. That's right. So it doesn't need those roots. It's just gonna—they're just gonna shrivel up anyway, because you're stopping watering at that point. Yes. And of course, what happens to the roots at that point? They all shrivel up because there's no water. When uh-huh. we buy a fresh amaryllis at the store around Christmas time or November, there's very few roots that are have any life. The vast majority of roots have been trimmed away. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, good luck. I hope you can try and save that pot because it is a pretty cool thing.
10: Yeah, I have quite a few of those. And, oh, nice. Uh, this one here is a big one, and I really don't want it to break it, but right. I was terrified yeah. if I cut yeah. this root somehow in the summer, late summer, early <clears throat> fall, if I will damage the amorella no, because no. it's an awesome one.
3: It'll be fine.
10: Thank you so it's, much. Uh, thanks for calling, Laura. Uh, have an awesome day. Thank you, you too. <laughs> thanks, Laura. Bye-bye.
2: All righty. Here we are at 9.51. That means time for a little break here, but we'll come back and have a yak at you. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Janet is on the line uh, right from around the corner here in Toronto, so we'll be uh, along very shortly, Janet, to have a chat with you. Here with Charlie Dobbin and The Garden Show from AM740, Zuma Radio.
1: Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740.
2: And along for the ride and the fun and frivolity of it all, Frank (laughs) Roger, the old sous chef of the garden. Hey, Janet, good morning and welcome to the show.
1: Hi.
7: um, I managed to kill every herb in the house except for thyme. (laughs) And um, this has gone on for years. And I bought a beautiful organic Mint plant. It's in a four-inch plastic pot, and right away, all the leaves started turning dark brown and uh, shriveling up. So I would prune it back, Mm -hmm. prune off the dead, and new leaves would start. And then they turn brown as well and die. I'm down to um, the plant's now down to a small cluster of new leaves Mm -hmm. at the base. Mm -hmm. That's it. So uh, oh, and it's in an east window in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't
3: know how often you're supposed to water either, but... Well, it Okay, so just to remember what probably happened there. When you bought that little organic mint plant from your local, I imagine, grocery store... That's right. It has come from a greenhouse to the right. grocery store. So it's been in a very bright light. Then it sits in the grocery store, hopefully for only a day or two. Then you take it home perhaps on a very cold day, you take it home, it might get a little bit of touched by the cold, which can cause some blackening of leaves. But then you put it in an east window, which is not a particularly bright spot. So it's going to, it's all those leaves were grown in a sunny location. Now it's in a lower light location. The leaves cannot be sustained by the lower light, so very naturally they die and drop off. But as you notice, new ones start to grow. So that's all good. And those new ones should be perfectly attuned to the light levels in your eastern location. But I can only think that perhaps you're watering it a tad too much, which is why you're seeing those leaves dying quick, more quickly than they should. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do is you either test the weight of the pot or stick your finger right in the soil. You Pretty much with a mint, because mints are so tough, you want that to just dry right down between watering. So that might be watering every 10 days or two weeks. It just depends on sort of how, what the temperatures are like in that window. You oh. don't want the plant touching the glass because, again, the leaves will turn black if they're touching the glass in the winter. And make sure you've got a saucer below so that when you water, the water goes into the saucer. Give it five or ten minutes and then dump out any excess water that's in the saucer.
7: Okay, Um 10, Ten days to two weeks, I was watering it every few
3: days. <laughs> well, it just depends. If it's, a, you know, if it's a, got a lot of root in there and not a lot of soil, then you're right. You will have to water more often, but don't water if there's any moisture feeling. If you can feel moisture in that soil, don't water. Thank you very much. I hope it'll work. It should. And the other thing is, uh, don't hesitate to consider a little bit of fertilizer. We are getting to that point now, mid-February. Days are getting longer. Plants are wanting to get going. So if we give them a little kickstart with a little bit of fertilizer, that can often help as well.
4: What do you
7: recommend?
3: Just an all-purpose 10-10-10, 20-20-20, miracle Grow, anything like that.
2: Okay, thanks so much, then. You're very very welcome. Janet, are you a first-time caller? Yes, I am. I (laughs) thought so. (laughs) Wings. Got your wings. (laughs) There you go. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. And a great weekend, too. Well, let's see here. My gosh. Uh, gosh. More callers on the line. Sharon from West Lorne. Good morning, Sharon.
5: Good morning. Morning. Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Beautiful morning after the big fray. Yeah, that's for sure. Nice and sunny here. What I'm calling for is about my poinsettia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had it since uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, I brought it home from from the church, and uh, it was going just fine. My cats got at it. They got uh, they broke two um, stems off it, and then gradually it just sort of started to deplete in leaves and. The, um, the flower on top and whatever, mm-hmm. um, I put it away up higher where they could, couldn't get at it. Mm-hmm. I'd been watering it, and now there is um, leaf buds coming up the stems. Um, I cut the, the uh, tops off down to where the leaf buds are starting mm-hmm. because it was starting to go kind of brown and whatever. Mm-hmm. They're coming fine. I'm going to keep watering it, but what in the spring? Where do I put it out in the garden?
3: Uh, Okay, so your idea of cutting it down is good because it obviously got a bit misshapen when the cats got at it and broke some branches off. So you don't want that plant to be all sort of lopsided? No, no. So cutting it down will help uh, correct the shape and make it a little more dense looking. Yes,
5: there's one tall one and then two... Halfway up the the tall one and that one on each side, so right? I know.
3: Kinda... Yeah. So cut even the ones that are only halfway up. Cut those down by an inch or two, and then of course that tall one comes right down to same level as the the two that you're going to cut down. Okay. So you know, bring, you will be removing a little bit of buds, perhaps, but that's okay because you oh. ultimately you'll have a better shaped plant. Yeah. Okay. Once we're frost free outside, so yeah. whenever that is, it might be end of May, it might be the middle of May. Take the the poinsettia out into the shade. Okay. Start in full shade. Okay. Water as necessary. In you, the pot. Yep, leave it in the pot. Okay. You can sometimes people will plant a poinsettia into the garden, but leave it in the pot when okay. you plant it outside. Okay. It it can go in full shade, or it should go in half day sun, half day shade. Never put it in full sun. Okay. It won't. Uh, it won't be able to cope. So, eastern location is great. Sometimes in under a tree is great. They just gives you a nice little green plant all summer. It's I've got, I've got not going to be. I've got a tree at the back that I put my
5: Christmas cactus out under.
3: There you go. Perfect. And that
5: in its sort of is is filtered light.
3: Perfect. Put the poinsettia with the Christmas cactus.
5: Okay. All
3: right, and water as you, as you're going to all summer. Of course, you're going to water the poinsettia a little more than the Christmas cactus. Yeah, and keep them going and happy and healthy. Uh, the Christmas cactus can stay outside right till probably the end of October because it likes a little bit of cold.
5: Yeah, as soon as as soon as soon it starts getting, starting to get um, little bloods, blood, buds, yeah. I bring it in.
3: Okay, and whereas yeah. with the poinsettia, you'll bring that in before. You'll bring that in by the end of August. Okay. And then you'll start the system of dark and light okay. so that you've got colored leaves for Christmas. Okay. All right. Okay.
5: But I just wondered where to plant or where to put it. Um, you don't plant it in the ground like... like
3: I, the, I wouldn't, because you... you your well, unless you're going to just leave it out there and let it die in the frost, that's fine. But if you're going to bring it in again, you'll find it's far easier and less stressful to leave it in the pot. Okay. Okay. All right?
5: okay. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you, Sharon. have a good day. Thank you for your call.
2: Okay. Goodbye. And a number All of right. interesting uh, yeah. calls to this morning. So but, thanks to everybody that took part in the uh, garden show. I see the guys. Uh, the fun and frivolity will continue. <laughs> Dave's Corner Garage about to roll up the front door there and allow... Uh, folks to drive their uh, machines in, have, right. ha- have a get some
3: a good check. advice. That's yeah, right. and uh, you are busy. Obviously, after this, you've got another show coming up.
2: I do indeed. The diner at twelve noon. Mm-hmm. I shall be there. Oh, right. and the national uh, natural health show, of course, comes on eleven after the yep. guys. Yeah, good stuff. So all sorts of fun and frivolity. Well, thanks, Frank. You're you're
3: always a pleasure to work with in the mornings. And thanks, Dan. He's great. Thanks to all our wonderful callers. And don't forget, it's Valentine's Day Uh,
0: on Wednesday.
3: Look after your sweetheart. Thursday. Thursday, whatever day.
0: (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.